0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the book of Romans, with part one of this message entitled, The Triumph of Grace. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 18. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, we pray that you open our eyes to understand the great cosmic problem and the greater divine solution. Lord, either we are in Adam, in sin, condemnation, and death, or we are in Christ, in righteousness, justification, and eternal life. Deliver us from all our miseries. Open our eyes, not only to the great cosmic problem, but the greater divine solution seen in the triumph of grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the great cosmic problem is not the very serious international crisis economic crisis there is a greater problem and you will see it only if the Holy Spirit opens your eyes kids I want to ask you a question what can an elephant do a huge elephant what can a huge elephant do if it falls into a 50 feet deep pit? What can an elephant do to save itself? The answer is nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. It cannot save itself, it dies. Because of the fall. When Adam committed his first sin. When he ate of the fruit of the forbidden tree. He fell into hell itself. And with him, all his descendants, all of us, and all the people of the world, also fell. And God says we all sinned in that one sin of Adam. So we were condemned to death, spiritual, physical, and eternal the elephant cannot save itself, neither can man, from this great fall. Man must die unless God in grace chooses to save him. Friends, you and I, no one can defeat the purposes. Of the sovereign God Almighty. No fallen devil or man can frustrate God. Sin and death shall not triumph in the end. In the end, God alone triumphs by His grace and by His wrath. By his triumphant grace to hell deserving sinners, enemies of God, whom he chooses to save. By his triumphant grace. God also triumphs by the outpouring of his wrath upon the wicked sinners who refuse to repent and trust in his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we read in this text, who refuse to receive the abounding grace and the gift, free gift of righteousness, one thing is absolutely certain: man's sin shall not triumph. Death shall not triumph. The devil shall not triumph. The unbelieving, God-hating world shall not triumph in the end, friend. Our God, Triune, shall triumph. As we said before, our God is a warrior. He fights. He fights by grace and by his wrath. And he wins. He sends his son to the world... He is stronger than all the devils. And Jesus himself said he binds the strong one, the devil. And sets free his elect sinners. That they may experience the triumph of grace. And worship and serve the true and living God. By grace. And by his wrath. He fights, he wins. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Or a better translation, righteous by faith shall live. And then we read, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven. Against all the godlessness and wickedness of men. Who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Which includes your wickedness also sir. Every single one. Friends you will not win. If you are against God. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And be saved. And we made a lie. Genesis 2 we read. And the Lord God commanded the man. You are free to eat. From any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat it. Dying you will die. There is no escape. From God. So today let us look at. The text. Romans 5.18-21, 5:18 through 21 that celebrates the triumph of grace in these verses Paul completes what he did not complete in verse 12 had Paul completed verse 12 it would have read as follows according to professor John Murray Therefore, as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and so death passed on to all men, in that all sinned, notice, as. Now, even so, through one man, righteousness entered the world, and life through righteousness And so life passed on to all men in that all were accounted righteous. This as even so balance is now found in verse eighteen and nineteen and twenty one. Paul is summarizing his argument, beginning with verse eighteen. What Adam did affected all his descendants. Created this huge cosmic great problem. But thank God what Jesus Christ did affected all those who belong to him. So number one is the big cosmic problem. First of all it is sin. The big problem is the fall of Adam. His first paraptoma, trespass. His first sin, hamartia, missing of the mark. His first transgression. Don't do that. And he said, I'm going to do it. What are you going to do about it? What is the problem? His first disobedience. As we read in verse 19. First disobedience to the clear command of God as I read to you. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. So Adam sinned against God deliberately. Genesis 3.6 When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So through Adam's first disobedience sin entered the world and death through sin, because all sinned in that one sin of Adam. Pantas hematon, verse 12, all sinned. And verse 15, the many died. Doesn't say many will die or many dies, many died. Sin, friends, has become a mighty king. With its laws. With its power and subjects and kingdom. So we read. In chapter 5 and verse 21. The last verse. So that just as sin reigned in death. It still reigns in death. Among those who are. The descendants of Adam. Sin reigns by death. Romans 3 and verse 9 states that the whole world is under sin. Jews and Gentiles all are under sin means. Under the power and rule and authority of sin. You think you can get out of sin? It's impossible. The elephant cannot. You tried. You cannot. Because it is a king. It enslaves his people. No one is able to get out of the grip of king sin. No one is able to free himself from sin's bondage. So Jesus said in John 8 and verse 34, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. And Paul said in Romans 6 and verse 6, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Romans 6 and verse 16 don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Friends, listen to this carefully, sir. Because I made this statement this morning and people don't understand man under sin is not free to sin non pose non peccare he can only sin he serves his king sin as an obedient slave he's a sinner Look at verse 19. For us through the disobedience of one man. Many are constituted sinners. hamartoloi. Why are all the descendants of Adam. Classified as sinners. Legally by God. The basis is here. Stated as the disobedience of one man. You don't like it? Then you go and argue with eternal God. Not on the basis of their own many sins. But on the basis of the first sin of first man. It is imputed to all his descendants. So God classified them as sinners. Yes, they became They have a sin nature, yes. They can only sin. And they sin daily, it is all true. But the basis of their condemnation is the one sin of one man, Adam. The ground of their classification as sinners is the first sin of the first man, Adam. Adam. In other words, in Adam, all men stand before God judicially as sinners. God has put them all in the category of sinners. Big cosmic problem, sin. Number two, big cosmic problem is condemnation. So we read in chapter 5 verse 16 again the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin the judgment followed one sin and brought brought what friends say it condemnation and look at verse 18 consequently just as the result of one trespass was condemnation God has condemned not only Adam, all his descendants. The first sin of Adam, the one sin of Adam constituted. All his descendants as sinners. And so God judged them and condemned them. Every unbeliever. Stands before God as a sinner and condemned. Every descendant of Adam, rich or poor, old or young, king or pauper, or man or woman, slave or free, Jew or Gentile, young or old, are judged by God and condemned by God in Adam's one sin. We are born sinners, sir. We are born condemned. We are born slaves of sin. If you don't believe that, you cannot believe what I'm going to say. The solution. The great cosmic problem. Sin. Second, condemnation. Third, condemned to what? To death. To death. We are born dead. And we are born to die. The sentence of death is upon us. Sin reigns by and in death. Read verse 21. Where king sin goes, there goes also king death. When sin entered the world, the cosmos, death also entered the world. We are told here, death is king. Verse 14 and verse 17. Death is king. He has laws. He has power. Mighty power. He has subjects. Every sinner in his sight. Is his subject. And death has his kingdom. None can escape. His eyes he grip. All are under the fear of death Every day, people live in the fear not of the economic crisis, but of death. Not just physical, but eternal death, to which every sinner is condemned. It is decreed by God that a sinner must die and stand before God in judgment. Man cannot live forever. his life span is like a hand bread. He lives at most 70 or by reason of strength 80. Then he must die. Death is the wages he earned because of his sin. And death is paid to him without fail. So we read the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. Dying you will surely die. And that voice of God in Genesis 2 is still valid. And people die. Listen to the refrain in Genesis 5. Why am I th- Why am I? Why am I? And he died. Even Methuselah died at age 969. Every sinner knows that he is worthy of death. Yet they keep on sinning. So Paul says in Romans 1.32, although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans 6.21 What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. Point number two. The greater divine solution. We ask the question, well maybe the law that God has given us will save us. The law may be solution. The Jewish people thought so. Sin entered the world. Law came in. Second, law came in beside the sin. Look at verse 20. The Jews were proud of the law of Moses. Ceremonial, civil, and moral law. It is God's gift to man. They treasured it. And the Jews declared themselves righteous because they possessed and because they tried to keep the law of God. They said the Gentiles are dogs, they are unclean. But the Jews, we are clean and righteous because we possess the law. The Pharisee of Luke 18 was very proud. Of his standing before God. Saul of Tarsus once declared that he was perfect. In regard to the righteousness of the law. So the question Paul faced. From Christian Jews. Is this Paul. What then is the purpose of the law. If it cannot save. And if it is not necessary even to condemn us. As you tell us. In chapter 5:13 and 14 and chapter 5, 16 and 18, what's the purpose of the law? And God answers. <laughs> it's a strange answer. "The law came in beside sin, so that sin might increase." Verse 20. And let me say a few more things about the law. The law does not justify. Chapter 3 verse 20 and Galatians 2 verse 16. The law is not necessary for God to condemn us. The law is cannot impart life. Galatians 3:21. The law was given to define sin, to make sin a legal offense. Galatians 3:19. The law increases our knowledge of sin. Romans 3.20 and 7 verse 7. The law brings wrath of God. Romans 4 verse 15. Law produces death. Romans 7 verse 13. Law incites us to sin more. It works as a catalyst. Not a reagent. Law reveals the utter vileness and horribleness and sinfulness of sin. Romans seven verse 13. Law reveals the deceitfulness of sin. Romans seven and verse 11. Law cannot justify being weak. Romans eight verse three. Law reveals sin's mighty. Our it enslaves. You heard about people who are addicted. Addicted, sir. And you try to get out. Like the elephant tries to get out. You will not get out. The power of sin. Yet, I would say, when law is preached, the Holy Spirit uses the preaching of the law to bring deep conviction and knowledge of our sin. It is not a silly superficial surface matter. It is the most serious problem in the whole universe and in your life. And you have no clue what it is all about. Therefore, go to that church where law is preached. Finally, let me tell you, the law has a function. It is to lead you to grace, to Christ. Galatians 3 and verse 24, so the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ. That we might be justified by faith. Or Romans 10 verse 4, Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes it's a big problem sir so Paul speaks to the Jewish Christians let me tell you the law will not save anybody but thank God that's not the end of the story grace solves our problem let me ask this question You know, you have no clue. Most people have no clue about sin and its power, its laws, its subjects, its slavery. Even though people are enslaved and live in the kingdom of sin and kingdom of death, they have no clue. People get used to it. I remember. In winter time, I was in New York. I went into a house, and the stench in the house was so terrible that I get this feeling of spitting. And I tried to suppress it and all that. Pretty soon, I got used to it. The whole feeling went away. I got acclimated. Friends, We've been acclimated to sin and death. May God open our eyes to see this great cosmic problem. Not somebody else's. Our problem. God has sent his son to undo and to cancel what Adam has done for us. Hallelujah. Question you must think. Are you in Adam? Or are you in Christ? Heavenly Father we pray that you help us. To ask this question. Deliberate on it. That we may be transferred. From the dominion of sin. And death. To the dominion of Jesus Christ. God's Son, to the dominion of life eternal. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of this message entitled, The Triumph of Grace. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.